Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Marketing Crew. The last few weeks we've been talking about sales promotion. To me, sales promotion is no different than sales. You know, it's, it's, it parallels or should be in parallel with our whole marketing crew, your sales process, your whole uh, customer journey, the, the way we set about our marketing. Let's face it, we want to promote sales. We want to promote business. And I think the, the reason why I've, I've featured uh, sales promotion is that we can get into a habit uh, and a routine of doing all sorts of things to do our business. And sometimes it can drift away. We can be doing working in rather than on the business. And I think the idea that I had when I wanted to focus on sales promotion is focusing <clears throat> on sales. And we cover the number of ways in which we could do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen for the moment and uh, just uh, uh, do a continue, continuation of what we were talking about. Now, you should see that screen, am I right? Yes. Good, thank you. Right, I want to uh, shout out at any point here, by all means do so, but... Um, by all means do so. Shout out if you, ah, right, that's a good, that's very good, right. We remember sales promotion is the one of the elements of the promotional mix. The primary element in the promotional mix are advertising, personal selling, direct marketing, publicity, public relations, everything we talk about on marketing crew that is sales promotion but i think the biggest advantage of thinking to ourselves how can i how do i promote myself could i do something special over a particular period there's all sorts of deals going on at the moment oh, with the jubilee as an excuse uh, the next bit will be father's day and etc cetera, etc cetera. so the reason why those companies do that is that for a limited period of time, they're focusing on new business. They're, they're keeping their, um, their brand alive and uh, giving people another excuse to take a look at what they're doing. There's one of the advantages. And I guess although a lot of people said they didn't do sales promotions, they probably do campaigns. So... These are the elements I wanted to cover. Who? Who are we going to uh, aim our promotion at? Who are we going to be reaching out to? What form will that take? How are we going to do it? And what's the process? <laughs> so who's the audience? Uh, and you, you might want to make a note of that, because um, if we still only got the six, uh, six of us on, then we'll keep it as an open meeting. If there's any group of people, we can any, any more than that, then we can maybe split up. But who's the audience? And why promote? Well, perhaps to build your audience. That's always a good reason to promote. So, you know, you've already got an audience that's paying and, and some of it is paying attention to what you're doing. But it's always a good thing. Uh, to be continually building your audience, reaching out to new people, uh, reaching out to your existing audiences, one, 
and also reaching out to clients and particularly winning back clients. Uh, that is sometimes uh, a very good reason to have a promotion and it could be a promotion just aimed at those people. Um, and anybody, I always appreciate any company that's looking to do that where I've been a client. What? What could you offer? Well, we covered a number of things, but I think relevant to all of us, a guide, a guide to, uh, and this is about adding value in, in advance, you know, a guide to how to, um, well, we're going to cover some of those uh, ideas and I, I, I've got some, but a guide uh, that you could offer for free in exchange for a email address or a or a more extensive guide um, that you could offer at a particularly low price, uh, maybe a price that pays for any advertising, um, pay-per-click, and also at the same time offers tremendous value. Uh, a cheat sheet doesn't need to be an expensive uh, e-guide or a book or whatever. A cheat sheet could be 10 ways to, um, uh, 10 things you need to know about filming on an iPhone, um, 10 things you need to know about human resources, um, seven things that your web designer, uh, your new web designer won't tell you. So a cheat sheet. Could be a mini course. And I know um, Marcus has a course and I'm just about to launch a little money course and I'll tell you how I'm gonna use it in a moment. Um, or you may decide to bundle a service, or it could be a joint, joint venture. So in other words, you could decide that you, you've got different services, but your most popular service you may want to promote and bundle in an introduction to a new service. Or it could be a joint venture, and that could be uh, a good way of people working together. The fact that you're working together then to promote that. And um, uh, there's a variety of ways we can think about doing that. This is something I found on my, uh, my uh, hard drive the other day. And it's something I did actually about 10 years ago, how to turn business cards into business at any networking event. And I did a series of these. And this particular one was 10 tips to how to get more results from speed networking. Now, I hate speed networking. Uh, I, I think they are a great way of filling in time uh, for organizers, but a lot of people like them. So... Uh, they don't know what they're doing with them. So there was 10 tips on how to get more results from speed networking. Now I could rejig that and take uh, 10 tips on how to get more results from your breakouts at, an, at, your, at your video, at your uh, live meetings, uh, your Zoom meetings. So that is a cheat sheet. I could publish it. I could publish it as a blog, but I could also publish it in exchange for an email address. Or I can just, you know where I'm going with that. I've actually just, pre I've actually got two at the moment and I'm going to start promoting these. Uh, it's been taking me ages to get the top wording right, but it's now a marketing guide to lead generation. And when somebody clicks that free, where it says free download, up pops, where shall I send it? And it's a name and an email address. And that is a great way. If you put a big form on for somebody, you will get a lower response rate. I'm going to tell you how I produce those graphics later, but I think there's a lot of people would uh, uh, 
could very much uh, find value out of that. We'll see. I've got another one, the complete guide to networking with purpose. Again, different graphic, different, different ebook, different guide, report or whatever. And that is a screenshot of the landing page. And that's all. Both of those are just of the landing page. And when you get used to how easy they are to do these things, you can do all sorts of things. You can pull all sorts of things out to, and then find out which one is uh, working best. So uh, how would you promote this? If you've done this, you've got to think, well, how am I going to get this in front of the audience? Well, it could be with an ad. If you've got a budget and it's, you know, especially if you're selling something, uh, it could be on social. So uh, it could be just directly a, just a screenshot of that and uh, some words, et cetera, you don't, you know, and just to your existing audience, or it could by, be by email to your email list. Email should never forget email, very powerful. Or it could be given live at an event, a talk or a webinar or on a Zoom call on your other uh, networks. At the end of the day, you can say, look, I put a link in my um, in the chat box where you can get yourself a free whatever. I still would get them to a landing page because that way you're adding value in exchange for an email address. But more important, you're measuring where that interest lies. So I know if somebody, uh, a stranger on, on social media, uh, clicks that link about lead generation, what are they interested in? Lead generation. So I can now tag that and any articles or blogs or whatever, uh, I can make sure they get those all about lead generation. Uh, there needs to be a process, of course, and this is what some people just forget. So you probably all know this, but I'm going to add it anyway. You need to have some sort of page that they that your blog or your advert sends them to. Now, it could be a page on your website. It could be a specific landing page. I particularly like landing page because I don't want people distracted by other things on the website. Uh, so I'm a great fan of landing pages. And all the landing pages is a web page that specifically talking to the, uh, the, the audience about this one subject. So you've got the ability to have a title, a subtitle, maybe a video explaining what they're about to get, uh, maybe a graphic, maybe little teasers as to what's in that in, 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 in the uh, item. Um, and on, from that landing page, when they click, they go to an order form, i.e. they either go to an order form that collects money, if it's something you're selling, or it's to a, uh, a, an opt-in form where they co you collect their email address. So you need th those two things in place. But they're relatively easy to set up as, uh, with your web designer. Um, and for those that are doing their own uh, web, they're equally easy to do. And then, of course, you're going to deliver the digital asset. So once they've given that email, uh, then you need either that links to an email responder that sends them an email with a link to it. What I tend to do is I collect the email address, but automatically send them to where they can download it. So there's no interruption. I've got what I want and they've got what they want immediately, uh, which is impressive. But what I would also do with the first email that goes out and say, maybe two hours later, um, 
I trust that you've uh, been able to download, but if there's been any difficulty, and then you give them another link. And uh, you can then decide on how you're going to follow up with that, um, which again, we can discuss. Uh, because there needs to be some follow up. Uh, you've collected an email. At this stage, you've only just opened up the relationship. Hopefully, you've been delivering value. So, for instance, on my uh, book about uh, or guide about networking, it covers several points. All I have to do is any every every day or a couple of days, I can, you know, send out an, an automatic email that covers maybe one point or the second point and then the third point, etc. And that's the idea. But it doesn't have to be email. The follow-up could be the, a consultancy. For instance, you could offer whatever and just say, ring me. Uh, so there's lots of ways in which you use it. We can't, don't get locked into one way of using it. But there needs to be some follow-up with the offer of the consultancy, the offer of the, of the um, discovery call, the offer of the course, or the service that you're offering. So... Um, what I wanted to do is to do a breakout and just cover who is your audience. Just a reminder. Uh, and you could have more than one audience, by the way, but you'd probably want more than one promotion. Um, but it could be that if you've got two or three audiences, you may decide that I need to boost this audience. So, for instance, my audience is uh, um, uh, on uh, that value marketing and value uh, the discussion around marketing and sharpen up their marketing. Um, but I've also now got a secondary audience that, of people locally um, that want uh, to embrace video within their, their marketing. So there's a second audience. So obviously I would uh, have to think of a different promotion for those people. The thing to then look at is what challenges are they facing? And this is absolutely key. If you know your audience, you know what fears, aspirations, uh, challenges uh, that they're having right now. And although we talk about the cost of living, it could be other things that they're fearful of. Uh, cash flow could be a, a, an instance. So it's very good to brainstorm that. If that's the main thing we brainstorm now, then that would be a good thing because what you're doing is you're offering value in advance. You're saying, hey, listen, you know, I can help you. This will help you uh, crystallize your thoughts. This will help you think about, in my case, what needs to go in the power of video and what needs to go into a video marketing campaign. And how could you deliver the value in, other, the, the value in advance? In other words, what is it I'm going to offer them when they give me this email or they buy this uh, special offer or whatever. So if I can just shop, stop that share and see who else we've got. Where are we? Where have we gone? Oh, yeah. Right. Anne-Marie, welcome. So um, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure how much you'll have caught on that, but um, what I'd like to do, um, and I think with the numbers we've got, we can just open it up. Um, who would like, who should, who should we start with? Who, where, where, where I've just uh, outlined that, you know, who, what, how, um, who would like to start? 
who's actually thinking of promotional activity? Who's thinking of driving their business forward over the summer period, for instance? Then I'll pick on somebody. <laughs> I'm going to pick, I'm not going to pick on him, but Marcus, you. Oh, uh, no, I knew it was going to be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're, although you, you know, you say, I, I, you are very active in promoting. You are, you are pretty active. And, and okay, you, you, there's lots of things going on. Um, where are you now at the moment about uh, uh, your promotional activity? And for instance, okay, you're doing something with Jack video. Yes. Can you talk us through what you're doing with that and, and how you've gone about doing it? Yeah. Okay. So um, Jack, for those of you who don't know, it, uh, produces video, um, mainly like talking head type video, as opposed to look like advertising video. Um, and so uh, we have got a really, we've hired this, or hiring this really lovely uh, studio space in Bristol. And we're going to be working together with our clients. He's going to do an hour's worth of video content. And I'm going to, uh, sorry, he's going to be with them for an hour doing video content. And then they're going to come to me and they're going to do some uh, branded portraits for an hour. And it's going to be based around an experience, you know, champagne and lots of fun. Uh, but, and they'll get out of that lots of content. So they'll all get uh, absolutely sloshed and not remember anything yeah, that they've covered. The most. So uh, how have you promoted? So, okay. Um, Let's, so the, who is that audience then? Who's the audience that needs that? Um, we, we tried, we promoted it last time uh, when we were going to do it. We, we, we tried to launch it in May. It didn't quite work. We didn't get anybody signing up for it. Uh, and we were doing it mainly to people we know because it was quite a good offer. And we did, we wanted to just give it to existing customers. Uh, we've got a meeting on Thursday to discuss how we're going to do it next, how we can do it better. So yeah, this is quite timely for you to get your advice. All right. Well, everybody's advice. I think everybody can, uh, it's important that everybody wades in having thought about this. So, okay. Uh, your audience has been people you already know. All right. Um, the next bit is what, is, what are the, what that audience you need to address their challenges. You need, to, we need in a promotion to say, hey, this, this sounds exactly what I need. So what is it they need? Do they, uh, they need a photo shoot? Do they need video? That's what you do. Do they need champagne? Do they need a, a, a day out or whatever? That's a bit of extra. That's, that's a nice little bit, nice little touch that. But what is the check? What does your, what does your day solve for them? That's what I'm trying to get. I'm struggling with a way to express it. What, the, what yeah. does that solve for them? Uh, um, a, a, a content all in one hit, basically, in one easy two-hour session, they can get enough content for six months. Right. That's well enough. Got did you? Was that in your promotional material? Come away with six months with the content. Yeah. Exactly. And why is why is con I, I know the answer, but why is I'm, I'm going to tease it out? Why is content important to them? Uh, so they, for promotion, uh, because um, I mean I did a post about this on LinkedIn funny enough yesterday, so I'll sort of refer back to that a little bit. 
Um, and basically, it, for the value added to the customer, in my mind, is threefold. They get, they make, makes them feel more confident because they get, they, they look good and they feel good and they're more happy about promoting themselves. They, they save time because uh, they haven't got to look for stock images or stock video, it's all at hand. And um, what's the third one? Time. I can't remember the third one is now. Money. Sorry, but that's two in here, that'll do. Money. Money. Um, no, I can't remember what it was now. Not was, it, was it visibility, Marcus? I can't remember. Was it, sorry? Something around visibility. Visibility. I did not really sorry. My mind's right, it was no. confidence, saving time, and helping to attract the ideal customer. Oh, that was it. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Jermaine. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me what I only wrote yesterday. Um, yes, and, set, and helping you attract the ideal customer with images that are focused on your values. So really what you're offering, you you don't have to explain it, Alice, but, but when it comes to, con well, actually, there's two things you've mentioned there, and they're two different things, um, maybe to two different audiences. But nevertheless, I, those coming out uh, are very, very saleable. You're selling content. But are you selling content? You're selling visibility. You're selling expertise. You're selling the 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 person that's coming on is going to stand out better. They're going to have professionally produced um, um, uh, imagery, if you like. So that's so you're not selling the the event itself. It, it's it's that that you're selling. But the separate thing is how many people are confident in front of a camera, especially a video camera. You know, they're not knowing what to say. So um, Jack's session could be about, is it about how to film or he's, he's, he's not talking about how to film, it's how to be more confident in front of a camera. Benefit of that is you're going to be more confident in front of a client. Okay. Um, so I would have thought those are the things, uh, confidence and content. But content, we all talk about content. We've got to remember what content does. It grabs eyeballs. It shows you, it, it, it creates and increases visibility. It also increases your expertise and helps you stand out. So it's just a case of, and you clearly have done this, Marcus, just listing all the different benefits that that, will, uh, that, that, that course will provide. And then putting it in a sales letter or a sales. How did you sell it? Well, was we it a blog? Yeah, it, 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 we put a landing page together and we produced some flyers last time, which we handed out, but I just say there was no success from that. We, we've got the landing page, so we're just going to direct people to there, maybe the QR code. Um, but yeah, we, we're, we're not quite sure yet. It could be that... that one thing that could have happened. What at what time did you allow to get this in order? Yeah, no, we didn't allow enough time. That's I, what happened. You told me previously, and I wonder whether that was the case. What time did you allow, and what time does everybody else think we should allow for something like this, especially a, a live event? What time? Should, what you do you see some people they they promote this for quite a long time, don't they? They're building up to an event, maybe kind of kind of four to six weeks or even eight weeks ahead so they're kind I'd of have said, feeding I'd have said six six to eight weeks yeah to a live event yeah i agree this just one second there's, there's a book um yes there's a 
It's a great book. Who, who's read Who's read this book here? Oversubscribed. I haven't read all of it. I've got it. Yeah, it's a great book actually. All Daniel about Daniel Priestley. Hmm? Daniel Priestley. Yes, that's correct. It's a good book all about hold a, how to hold an event, and I do see a lot of people doing this. And I must admit, it does leave me. Um, I don't like it. It's this whole idea about oh, we're, we're, you know, sorry, there's no room. You can't come in. I.e., you know. My, what I'm used to is your name is not on the guest list, you can't come in or whatever. So, anyhow, this is, you know, but I'm, I'm not very comfortable doing that. Well, but, hang, oh, hang, that hang, up, hang up, hang up, hang up. You've got to do that because you uh, you told, you showed me the place you're doing it. There's only so many people you can handle, the yes, venue can true. handle. There's only, only, only so many people you can give attention to. Had you set that? Had you decided that? Yeah, we are doing a very small amount of people, about three or four people. Right, so therefore, there's your scarcity. There's only three or four. There's only four places, and two of them are gone. Now you'd only say that if two of them had gone. Oh, you said. I think people say that. Or that's the bit that. Well, no. Yes. Well, no. You. Got, I just said you've got to be honest. Yes, you got to be honest. And it. And it, if the fifth comes, they're on a waiting list. It sends your value for the next time. I agree. All these people are that are giving a digital asset, an ebook or an e-course, etc. That say. Uh, you know, no more are going to be available. That's a lot of nonsense. I mean, that's when they fall short. The, the credibility goes out the window. But so scarcity, so in, uh, and only a number of places. You're selling an event. So the whole thing needs to be, you need to think, how are you going to do that? What's the landing page going to do? What's, what's the headline when they land on that page? And more important, if you've got six or eight weeks, it's important you should be all your blogs or a lot of your blogs should actually include something uh, uh with a link to that you can't just do it once or twice and i think probably a number of elements there uh, have resulted in in a no-go but the fact is hopefully you've learned from that and you're gonna do more you know that's right i think that's a new thing for me i think i before i would have just given up and i thought oh it ain't worked but now I'm pretty good. I'm better at um, um, doing things again and learning from it and moving forward. You didn't get it out to enough people often enough in good enough time. Um, and um, I think that that could be the issue. Remember, 82% of sales take place after the seventh touch. You need to have promoted at least, I would say, a dozen times in that run up uh in all which way and that's where you're brainstorming your thinking so i don't think promotions like that can be taken lightly also i think if you, the advantage of doing it with somebody else you've got two audiences so you've got your audience jack's got his you want to make sure that whatever you're both doing you're both doing in parallel because if people see on social media you talking about it and then they've got jack on social media he's talking about it uh, and you only need to do one. And by the way, if you if you need four and you only get three, grab somebody else, maybe off marketing crew, and let yeah. them come along. Uh, because what you want from that is something like something to promote the next event. The fact is, you've gone ahead and done it, Marcus, and that is all credit. Because a lot of people they start to put this together and they want to get it perfect and think, oh damn, oh no, and they put it off. And the point is, you can't fail. You can only learn from what you've done. Martin, you've got... Um... 
Uh, um, what I noticed, um, you know, Nick Sladak, he sort of ran this how to present yourself on Zoom. And what I noticed where he created a mini website for that. But also he just stopped talking about what his core services was when he was on um, networking groups. And he literally just promoted that offer. And he also went on FSB, I think quite a lot just saying come to my pitch me perfect zoom sort of workshop yeah and you know but he was very uh, focused and specific and he did that across all his networking um and it seemed pretty effective you know the workshops filled well, up he knows what he's doing you know and and that's exactly what what we just just decided on you know Thank you, Marcus. Um, anybody else? Nice to see you, Rod. Anne-Marie. Morning. Good morning, good morning. Um, you possibly are over overwhelmed at the moment with um, uh, by, by the sound of it, with all the, the interest that you've had of late uh, with Beginner Book. Um, you're just launching a new imagery uh, in conjunction with Martin. Uh, so it would be good to get that out. Now, the moment you do lots of blogging, um, have you given any thought to some sort of promotion or joint venture or whatever? No. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I did um I did start putting to, or, or I did put together a course um oh, sorry a workshop with Calvin Niles um but unfortunately we didn't get enough sign-ups on that one um so we had to cancel it um so we're going to relaunch that in September and the plan is to I think probably what happened was um we fell into the trap of not promoting it early enough um as you just been talking about um so we're going to do more of a run-up to that at the end of the sort of summer holidays what does calvin <laughs> niles do um he does similar to what i do but he works with um keynote speakers um so he gets the story um out that they can actually present as part of their keynote speech um so the concept uh is basically how to tell your truth sort of thing. Um, so it's it's looking at, from my point of view, it's how you can fictionalize your story so that you can get your story out there without causing major damage to anybody or anything. And from his point of view, it's how you can then use that in your business um, as part of your ongoing marketing and journey. Um, and it will happen because it we've got a huge number of great ideas that, that will really you know that will be massively beneficial um it's just timing i think and, and and doing the right level of promotion which unfortunately kind of fell a bit foul of this time what um what was the name what was the name of the court of the event oh now you're asking me something 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 and something else oh that was a good one that <laughs> I don't know why people weren't flocking. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. It was um, 
how something how to tell your bio i don't know i'd have to look it up i can't remember it's something around bio biographical truth fiction being being able to tell your story tell your truth fit oh fiction no Nick, you had a point. <clears throat> yeah, I, I remember I saw the video that you put out with was it with Calvin, Calvin? Yeah, we yeah, did, yeah. And I, I thought it came across really well, Marie. I think you were you were both kind of really energetic and the way you kind of did you film them ind independently or together? No, 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 it was it was at the same time, no. Yeah. And it was funny you were on a Zoom call, weren't you? And you were kind of, yeah. and I, I thought that was really kind of innovative the way you did that. It it brought a lot of energy. Um, Maybe it was just down to the fact that you didn't have enough time. Um, I think that I think the way you that, did it was really good. I think. Yeah. No. Thank you. I think that's what it was. I think um, you know because funny enough, I met Calvin at Cobra. I think he came twice, and I happened to meet him there. So I've known him for a long time, and um, you know we do bounce off each other really, really well. So we took advantage of that to create the video, um, which was just a lot of fun, really. Um, yeah, and you can see that energy actually in that. Yeah, just us that, being really yeah. kind of really yeah. silly, but the, making a point. Um, and I, I do think that's all it was. It was just that we ran out of time to, you know, we, we'd got all the elements there. We just didn't quite execute it as well as we could have done. And, and we had, um, we wanted a run with a minimum of 10. Um, and I think we had seven or eight. So we were almost there, but it just, because then you have to look at the financial viability and all of that kind of stuff. So um, that's why we said, okay, let's let's take a view and and we'll do a you know a bit more of a launch and and put a bit more effort into it. Not effort, that's not the right word, but put a bit more thought into how we kind of promote it going forwards with a September type timescale. So that's definitely going to be happening. Come out, come come uh, back a little bit. Um, the, the who is the audience for this? Is it your audience, Calvin's <laughs> audience? Because keynote speakers right. and what you do is two things. Bear with me, yeah. because I'm going to open up my folder <laughs> that's got all this information in. Because not only is it half term and it's crazy here, I've also got a cold. So things are not as clear in my head as they would normally be. So that's just all right, give right. me a I mean, moment <laughs> and then I can tell you all of this information. I, I, I feel very comfortable, Anne-Marie, because I forget where I'm going halfway through what I'm saying anyway, so. Yeah. That's normal, isn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think so. Or it might be. Sorry, talk amongst yourselves. It won't be a second. I think because because when you've got go. two when you've got two people coming together, they, they certainly needs to you know, and especially if they're reaching out to different audiences. We need to get one message over to one audience. It's very difficult if you know. If, if you're um, one will be diluting the attention of the other. OK, so it was called from personal narrative to biographical fiction, how to write your truth. Um, and then we went through the questions that people might want to ask. And then who is it for? So it's for business owners, aspiring writers, and other people who've always wanted to tell their stories but felt blocked or held back by fear of being exposed or seen or exposing others, have a lack of confidence in their own ability and don't know that there is a way. Um, they want to get the message out there, something they've always wanted to say, hope the story will help others, processing and healing process, um, sorry, creative expression and sense of adventure. 
that's just that that was like our rough draft notes but that's kind of where we were heading with it all right anybody any yeah, why didn't you sign up? Tracy, I know you did. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hopefully you'll come in September <laughs> when we do when we do it again. But yeah, where were, the, where were the rest of you? Come on. <laughs> no, can I just ask? You got you said that you were trying to get 10 people signed up and you got seven. That sounds still like a for your kind of first your first attempt, a pretty good hit rate. Did you did you at any point think we're just gonna go for it anyway because we've got seven? Or, or is it just financially it just you would have lost too much money? It was a difficult one um, because obviously because there was two of us, because of the amount of work we had still to put in to make it happen and the hours that it would take us to deliver it, um, we were, we were going to run with it, but then we just kind of thought, are we better waiting and delivering to a bigger audience if we can promote it better, which... You know, because let's not forget a bigger audience, hopefully would be better value for everybody because because it's good because it's going to be fun and interactive. So there'll be breakout rooms, there'll be, you know, opportunities for people to bounce off each other. So we just felt we'd like to try and hit that 10 if we possibly could, because it felt like the right number. Well, I don't know whether that was the right or the wrong decision. Um, what, you know, were, you, what were you charging, Anne-Marie? Uh, was it 27 pounds, I think, wasn't it, Tracy? Yeah. And you obviously, so seven at 27 didn't cover your cost. No, and I mean, you know, neither of us mind giving our time or anything like that. Of course we don't, but you do have to sort of, there does have to be an element of consideration in cost benefit analysis, because otherwise you just keep giving yourself and giving yourself and giving yourself. I, I think if you're doing, if you're deciding to do a live, was it a live event or a Zoom event? Yes, live. a live event. If you're going to do as Marcus is doing, a live event, you need to be thinking, is this just a one-off that's going to then be forgotten or I'm going to do a series? Do I see myself as a major way? Because no, so then, it it, then, it, then it's worth the investment. Yeah, no, so it, it, was, it was designed as, a, as an introduction. Um, so it's designed as an introductory workshop, which gives, so there's basically an hour of me, an hour of Calvin, but all kind of meshed together. Um, so it's a two hour workshop, lots of practical stuff, lots of interactive things. Um, we had, um, we were very clear on what people would be taking away from it. So there would be something physically that people would take away from it as well. Um, and then from that, we would look to develop a course potentially maybe six weeks that could nail down the more um, the, the more detailed elements you know so if people did pull out a story that they said you know I do really want to put, to move this into a book then we could focus on that a little bit more how that would work and the same with him so that would well, that's that's the theory that's the that's the plan okay uh certain people had put their hands up marcus has got his hand up again tracy was uh next i think and then ollie before me all right tracy so so Anne-Marie, could you it was on zoom though wasn't it it was live but on zoom yeah yeah so um because i'd signed up to it and you know you're really good in getting the refunds back almost the the, the same day you know as cancelling it but wouldn't it have been better to have gone on and got some some other people to have joined, even if it was for free? Because 
I think the publicity you could have got from that two hour workshop would have sort of set the scene for the next one in the next one. And yeah. um, I mean, I will totally support you on this, Anne-Marie, but I know for me, normally, if something gets cancelled, um, I normally never go back. You know, the amount of holidays I've never gone on because they've been cancelled and I never go back to that venue. You know, so so I think there's something about whether psychologically that would put any of those people off that did yeah. sign up. So it's, it's just all those factors about taking into consideration. But yeah. I think because you had seven, if maybe you had given three free places to somebody to kind of fill the room, you might have still got some real benefit from that. Not yeah. financially, I know, and I get that. Um, but it might have been on the way to getting more and more people to sign up. Yeah. I, I, you don't even need to have three extras. You could have run it with seven. Couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, the, the people on it don't know that it's supposed to be ten. Of 20. Yeah. They're on it for, the, for what they get and the value. If you've only got one on it, then it's difficult or two. But I mean, seven was a decent number. I mean, there's eight on this discussion. So, yeah. but anyway, I but, but I, I'm just, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back. So, was, was that the point, Tracy? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Marcus. Yes, I'm going along with Tracy on this. Um, I mean, first of all, I would have done it for free. I mean, what's 300, if you would have made 10 people at 300 quid, I mean, I don't know. This, Nick, do you know Gillian Devine? We, I've mentioned, we've talked about, I've talked about her before. Yeah. She's a photography um, teacher, whatever you call it. And she, she does uh, this week event on Facebook in the morning and evening. It's like a, a challenge to get more business and to get about four, you know four or five hundred photographers globally on this call and it's completely free and all she does is spend her time promoting this free course people love it of course because it's free but she gets in about um 10 people sign up for her two thousand pound course that's 40 people i think wow. people uh, you know i think what's the point about i don't get me wrong but this is, in my mind why think about £300 when you should be thinking about £3,000? I, I think you raise a very good point there, Marcus. Uh, the fact that, Mar that Anne-Marie and, and uh, Calvin have gone with this, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I tend to agree, especially if it's on Zoom. Uh, one of the things that you, you might have done, especially if you got to that stage, is, is uh, <laughs> that I'm, you know, this could be a technique that you're looking to uh, put together a very valuable course that will appeal to this sort of people and this sort of people. We're doing a special advanced edition and we'd like to invite you on it free of charge. So you could do like a practice rehearsal could be one. But then, you know, once you've got that, you've got video footage, you've got, uh, you know, screenshots and yeah, quotes, and which could sell. So that from a, a, a that, that, so that's a very valuable uh, point there. Uh, for, for I sure. don't disagree. Uh, um, you know, for what it's worth, I was prepared to run it as a free workshop, but there was two of us in the equation, and so it can be quite challenging sometimes when you have different opinions. Although we we get on very very well. He's very much more, um, I would say, a businessman than I'm a businesswoman, perhaps. And and he and and so, uh, and the, the other thing as well is that if people and and you see this all the time, people say they'll go to free events and they just they just don't turn up, particularly on Zoom. 
Um, you know, you go to, I mean, I've been to so many different events where there's been like 40 people signed up and you get like five people on the night. So the idea of having, you know, even a token amount of money does just make sure that you get people coming in for an event like we were looking to put on, which is going to be interactive. You need people, you can't, you know, you can't just kind of sit there with one or two people because it just, it doesn't really work. So I, I don't disagree with it, with any of your comments. And I think they're all absolutely fair enough. And I don't know what the right or the wrong way is to do it. You know, I'm, I'm making it up as I go along, but I think, yeah, it, it's just, we're trying it out. You know, we're trying different ways. We're trying different formats. We're looking to see what, at the end of the day, what we both want to do is help people to tell their story. It's as simple as that. And we want to do that in the best way we possibly can you just just hold on to that thought for a moment uh you want people to tell their story because frankly i'm confused as to who the audience is because of all because your generosity you've got everything you're putting into it and you're putting an immense amount maybe you're putting too much into it uh sometimes um you know you I looked at, there was a bar that I went to the other day. It was a conservative club. And they've got about 10 gins, all different colours. And I'm thinking, what, what would I choose if I was going to choose a gin? And it's been proven in grocery terms that the more choice you've got, the less, uh, they did that with jams, the less people buy. When they've got a small choice, it's easier. And you've got so much into it. And I'm thinking, well, this guy addresses and helps people with their keynote speeches. Uh, and bringing a story into the keynote speech, you uh, talk to people who want to tell their own story to write a book. There's two slightly different things there, uh, which worries me. And and also your headline is not your headline is your subheadline. What you said was the headline. To me, it's a subheadline. I'd have prefer, preferred preferred uh, two great storytellers tell their story. You can too. Something like that about story. So I, I, I don't say that's right, uh, Anne-Marie, but, but it's the headline that grabs it uh, if, if the, and, and gets the intrigue to read the subheadline and maybe the rest. Ollie, you had a point. Uh, yeah, I did, but I think Anne-Marie's kind of answered it actually, because I, <laughs> I, I, um, I thought that seems really cheap, you know, for what it sounded like that you're offering, but I get what you were saying that um, you want to make it accessible and an amount which people feel like they've made a commitment to, so they're going to turn up for it. Yeah. Um, also, can I ask, so where did you promote it, Anne-Marie? I did I, have I missed that a bit? Or, um... Um, no, um, LinkedIn primarily. Um, and we did an email. Um, he, we both did emails out to our, um, but that was the other problem as well. There was a, a slight technical hitch with how my email mail out went, which wasn't great. So there was a lot of things that just, that didn't go as I would have liked them to have gone. And when we got to the kind of business end of it, it wasn't right to push ahead with it at that time. It needed a bit more work. It needed a bit more thought, the whole thing. So that was... Yeah, the fact that you went for it, Anna, is again, great mm. credit. And the fact that you've, I wouldn't worry about the fact you've pulled it, you've done it, you've pulled, pulled the thing. It's as long well, as you don't- Sorry? Only temporarily. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, but you, you, you've changed that. So I do tend to agree with uh, with Tracy. But you've done it. Uh, but the thing is, and you've already started to think about the things you've learned from it going forward. 
uh, is knowing how to tighten that up. Nick, you had a point. Yeah, I'm really just with, with the session that you were doing, was the objective to for it to be a revenue generating workshop or was it to drive awareness around what you and, and, and your partner do? It and therefore then, so it's really just to put you to get your name out there and make people understand the value that you offer. No, do you know, not even that. It wasn't revenue generating at all, because I think in order for it to be revenue generating, you'd have to charge a lot more than we were considering, um, you know, ever charging. It was, you know, we're both very passionate in different ways about helping people to be able to tell their truth um, in a way that helps them support either their business or their personal life. And we really just want to, you know, it was kind of a bit, we just want to reach people really. And ultimately, yes, we would love to run course, you know, a course off the back of it, but it wasn't, it wasn't ever about that. And it isn't about that. It's, it's, yeah, I think it's just about showing people what you can do and that it is accessible and you don't have to, you know, like I always say, you don't have to know, you don't have to be a brilliant writer to be able to, to write a book. You, you know, there's ways of doing it. And it was more around that than anything else. As much as you were giving something back in a way, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't about necessarily promoting the business, it was... Yeah, I mean, obviously, yes, it's great for your profile. If it goes really well, you get lots of good reviews and hopefully a course comes out of it. And yes, then you might be talking about generating some revenue. But that yeah. initial workshop isn't isn't around that at all. Yeah. Okay. If you if you again, coming back to what the whole theme of today is about, it's it's been very clear about who that audience and, and to me, I still and, and I'm going to say it and, I, and you don't have to take any notice of it. You, but I'm adding to the equation here, please. You've got an audience that uh, Calvin reaches, which is helping people tighten up and introduce story and interest to his, the keynotes. And you sell the idea of a book. They're two different audiences. The one thing that's in common is the storytelling. And I think that is what needs to be told. Uh, we all yes, tell- Yeah, it is and, the story. And, and, and I think that needs the clarity what you be each bring to the party could be way down in the subtext once you've got them reading it. Sorry. Yeah, Andrew. I mean, what, what I read to you was our first draft. Ah, right. Oh, I thought that was that the headline. Wasn't, no, that wasn't what that wasn't what went out. Oh, right. Um, okay. Okay. I'd, that's, that's I'd have to dig around to find the actual text that went out. But no, the the focus is on storytelling because yes, obviously he deals with people that are. Um, vocally delivering I'm dealing with people that are you know are, are physically producing a book so the, the, that element of it comes if there's a course that element of it comes further down the line but the focus is on getting the story out there so looking at how that can be achieved and how you can make it happen without feeling like you're vulnerable or all of those kind of things you know all of the different fears that people have. I still think two great storytellers tell their story. You could too is a great line, but then I'm biased. Ollie, you had a point. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it sounds like you could split these out, Amory, into two, like one that's targeted at uh, business owners, how to tell your story in business. And I could see, a, you know, like with Nick, you know, a great partnership in terms of Nick's storytelling photography, and then you're helping people um, write, write their stories as well. And then a separate one for... Um, people who want to write a book and I was thinking because I, I mean I yeah I was thinking about um 
where you said you promoted it, Ambry. And I was thinking maybe do you like I don't know, I can't remember where exactly you live, but whether there's local, you know, a bookshop, an independent bookshop or a book club or book group where you could promote it within there, where it's people that like not everyone uses LinkedIn. Um I, I'm quite slack at using it. And some somewhere like that would be quite useful, maybe a book group or a, you know, if you could do it with a, a shop or something, you know, Waterstone is probably going to be hard to break, but a small indie might kind of you know you could do some kind of promotion thing with them and then you've already got that kind of audience of people that are interested in books and that sort of stuff mm. that's a good point good, good point, point Ollie. yeah good one. you know definitely and, and i think this is this is all this is all around the decision making process that we we came to the conclusion that we hadn't done it justice and we weren't going to do those that had signed up justice um you know this wasn't about us this was about the people that had already said that they were going to come along and I completely take Tracy's point and it wasn't something that I was comfortable with it wasn't a decision I was happy to make but it was a decision that we felt would give the best going forwards for those people and yeah you know maybe we got it wrong I don't know probably did but it was it, you know we had to make a decision we had to make a decision quickly um so that we didn't you know cause too many problems and it, it you know that's what we decided to do and I don't know you, you live and die by the, by the, the sound of it you've given some you, the fact you're going to do it again the fact you did it in the first place was great the fact you're going to do it again and you've already started the things that you'd tighten up on Tracy did you have a point there I've, I've got a bit of a challenging question for Anne-Marie so I hope you don't mind Anne-Marie <laughs> I'm not very well. <laughs> and Anne-Marie, you don't need to answer it, but just think no, no, about go it. For it. Go on. I don't care. Go so, for it. So I hear a lot from you, Anne-Marie, about being really authentic to what you believe, and I totally support that. So my question is, would you why are you doing it as a joint venture and not doing it alone? And is that the right way for you? Um, okay, there's a very good question. <clears throat> there is a simple answer to that. Um, it's, it's around, so when I started the business, um, the idea was to run courses and workshops. Actually producing the book was secondary. I ran one very successful course and then no one signed up for anything else. And then what happened was I started to get the one-to-one -one work in for the books and that took over. So subliminally, the message that came to me was you're not able to generate enough interest to get a workshop, but you can get people working one-to-one. -one. Now, then when I met Calvin and we started talking, it just seemed to make sense because He's got his audience, I've got mine, we could pull them together and hopefully pull enough people together to, to create this workshop. And I see it all the time, how difficult it is to get people to come along and commit and do things. So my thought around it was, well, it's two audiences, really. Um, I don't need somebody else to do it. I'm more than happy to do it on my, my own and I feel that I would be capable of carrying it on my own, but my confidence was knocked by the early, and and, it shouldn't have been because that was, you know, what, 18 months ago and, and it, you know, I was a different person, the business was different and so on and so on. But it's very hard to come back because I spent a lot of time and effort creating that course and that workshop 
to run it once and then have no interest afterwards. Yeah, you could you could dissect all of the things that I should have done and didn't do and could have done. And, and you know, there's millions of things. But for me, it was like, oh, God, I wasn't very good at that. So I'll move away from that. But I can actually get to work with people on a one to one basis. Um, so it's it's fear, I guess, is the answer to that question. Um, you know, it's fear of going, you know, the last thing I want to do is turn up to a Zoom meeting and, you know, this goes back to Marcus's point, you know, so, you know, 50 people say, yeah, I'm going to come along because it's free, turn up, one person arrives. Mm -hmm. I would just, I would really struggle to recover from that personally. So that's I guess, I get that. And, and Anne-Marie, I signed up because of you, not because of Calvin. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Well, there's the different audiences, you see. I think Ollie's point about maybe doing, you know, two storytellers come together. The first week's going to be Anne-Marie. She's going to be talking about that. The second week uh, is going to be Calvin. So people can sign up to get both, but also get the recordings of both. Um, that that could be a, a good way. You don't have to deliver it all in, in one. I think also what... what I would say, first of all, it was 18 months ago. It was in the middle of the pandemic. Secondly, you now know that you just face the reality. That, and um, Marcus talked about that photographer. I wonder how many people she's got on her mailing list to reach that number of people. You need an enormous number. I don't think any of them tell you that. Um, and um, Rod's uh, granddaughter... Uh, he's only six months, so uh, she'll come a time very shortly when she gets up and tries to walk and she's bound to fall over. If she said, I'm not very good at that, I'm not going to bother now, where would she be? I mean, that's what we've got to remember. It's baby steps. And, um, you know, uh, so I, 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 would, I would encourage you to do something like that again. On the other hand, uh, and by the way, uh, did you think to invite any of your existing clients as the other three? No. That could have been very good, couldn't it? They they may have got, they'd only come if they felt they could get value. It could be an after value. But also, mm. it could be that one or two of those could tell their story about how what it was like working with you, which... Are you with me? So, so that's the thought. Yeah, no, and, and it's, like I said, you know, it's all very, very valid. Uh, and I think, you know... Tracy asking the question she did has kind of hit the nail on the head. A lot of the barriers, barriers, a lot of the reasons that I don't do certain things is this complete fear. Because even though I know, I know what I'm talking about, I know that I can present, I know that I can deliver content, I still have this fear of people thinking I'm stupid, people thinking I'm an idiot, people thinking I don't know what I'm doing, nobody turning up and going, ha ha ha, that was a bit of a joke. And that's really, really hard to overcome. And I think we all have that fear, Anne-Marie. So I think, and if any one of us in that is this room says we don't have those same fears or we haven't at least got over those, some of those fears, then, then they're all lying. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> you all have a bit of a monkey on our shoulder, Anne-Marie. We all have that imposter syndrome at times challenging us. We, yeah. it's, it's kind of overcoming it and working with it, isn't it? And not letting yeah. the monkey control you in a way. Just keep on that that core message of the story sell. Uh, yeah. Martin. No, just to follow on from that, I went to a talk for Bristol Creative Industries and the woman speaking there was a woman called Rita Clifton, who's a CBE. She was the 
uh, top of Saatchi in its heyday. She was then the chairman of Interbrand. And, you know, she's written a book about, um, you know, no, uh, love your imposter. So, you know, even though she has obviously been incredibly successful, she's then written a whole book about her struggles of uh, feeling as if she's not worthy or that she's always been an imposter. So it's just, uh, you know, I think that's just a natural part of every person, regardless of how successful they are. Mm. Well, yeah, no, thank you. I'm going to switch that. Thank you for that, Anne-Marie. Um... Oh, can, I, can I go and die now? Oh, no, <laughs> no I can't. I mean, Rod's already got a funeral today. I can't. <laughs> you, you, you know the, the comments are out of just genuine interest to help. That's of all. Of course, no. And, and I like that. I said... You know, I'm very, very open. You all know me. I, you know, I say what I think and I'm very open. I'm very happy to have any thoughts and feedback. Um, I will completely ignore all of you, but <laughs> no, it's brilliant. Thank you. Nick, Nick, you've, you uh, are very familiar with promotions and the, the last time, uh, the last promotion was with Bath Life. Have you, are you doing any others? Have you gone and followed up on that or what? Um. No, not really. <laughs> I um, I can't before answering that question. Can I just say I think, I think there's, a, there's something that we all need to kind of remind ourselves of, which is that there's so many things that we can be doing in our business, aren't there? From social media and our website and all the different activities we do. And sometimes we've got to be really careful that we don't, if we try and do too much, we don't do anything well at all. And I think having that having that kind of opportunity to step back and have the clarity as, as to what are the big things I'm going to be doing this year. I'm going to focus on and if for Marcus it's his you know, joint venture with um, with Jack and Anne-Marie it's her course then you really do put a lot of energy and focus into that and you 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 really plan properly for it and you do a good job I, I'm as guilty as the next person that I sometimes I try to do too many things and and I don't always give them all the time that they need to have and then you get diluted so I think I, I think it's really important that we do stand back and we think what are the big things that we're doing this year and are they going to really, what's that kind of quote, are they going to make the boat go faster? You know, is it the one yeah. thing that's going to make a big difference to my business? Um, so I know that's not answering your initial question, Paul, but... No, it is. Well, I'm it, trying it, to kind no, of step back not, a little bit and become less kind of spray gun. In less is more. You, you're absolutely right. That's why, you know, yeah. it's that clarity. That's why I own it. That's only the reason I mentioned that to Anne-Marie, that I was confused with the, the two audiences. That's why you've got to be yeah. really clear um but uh you are right of course and uh i think that both marcus and Anne marie have been very adventurous i mean i've been involved in events and i know rod has for a long time they take some planning it's they not take easy some no. real energy and effort it's very draining so to pitch in there there could be easier ways to get your vision out your your thoughts out your story out than, uh, than, 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 than that way. Uh, Rod, you had a yeah. point. Yeah, all I was going to say was I think, you know, like, I know none of us want to live our business, but I think we've got to try and bring it into every aspect. And it's like, you call it, I've just given a, a, well, I tried to give a talk to 30 old, 75 year old ladies, but they're I've not never... old at 75, Rod. I keep telling you. Uh, all right. Well, 
<laughs> senior citizens. And uh, I, I couldn't get a word in edgeways. You know, they almost took over what I was doing, which was my fault. Should, because, of course, I should have, as Paul said, controlled them. Uh, try controlling 30, 75-year-old ladies is not easy. But next week, I've got to go and deliver another... Um, in conversation with a funeral director or a week in the life of the funeral director to God knows how many older chaps. Isn't that right, Paul? There's usually um, about 80, but even Rod, as experienced as he is, um, it's, still, it's, it's still taking a bit of planning. So uh, so what I want to do is, I, and I, I'll just, uh, just explain a little bit. I, uh, I think I told you last week I was going off to see Wells Golf Course. Uh, who had made certain demands of me, uh, and I decided to say no. I said, "You do it. On, I'm going to work on this on my terms." Which is coming back to uh, Tracy's remark about authenticity, etc. But we've arrived at a solution that I think is going to benefit the whole concept of marketing crew, anyway. And and I know Marcus has been on the idea of an away day. So my thought is that. Maybe every, maybe it could be every month or every six weeks or whatever period that we have a live meeting. In other words, that it's, we get a venue, could be the Red Brick Building, it could be Wells Golf Course, it could be uh, the breakfast place at, uh, you know, wherever. And that we have our meeting like this live. That's the, the idea of that is to then invite other people locally um you know so we all share the cost of whatever the breakfast is at whatever they would pay slightly more uh which balances things out um and that we all meet live and if that's all they want to do that's fine uh but it's a way of promoting marketing crew it's a way to uh you know promoting you know a live event i think people need a live event so so that 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 thought which was only going to be local is giving me a thought to maybe take marketing crew live in Yeovil, live in Froome or whatever, live in uh, Bath or whatever. We've got a great menu. Marcus and I have discovered a great venue for Bath. On the road. Marketing the road. crew. Yeah. Yeah. Road crew. Road crew. Oh, road you, crew. Could, you, could, um, you could sign right your hearse, Rod, and we could all travel in it. Yeah. <laughs> Lying down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, talking about again, it's 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 a matter of the as Nick has said, it's a matter of the human resources, both financial but time resources, and there's certain things that once you produce them, are very effective. The thing with a webinar or a, a, an event, it's time consuming to organise it. You deliver it, but you've got to do it again. It's again. Uh, again and if that's profitable and it builds then that's fine that is a business model in itself um, if it's on zoom then it can be recorded and even that could be sold on or at least it could live on by you know extracting bits from it or or promoting that what i want to do is to share the screen again and show you some little things that you may find useful as uh, solopreneurs, I find them useful. I use all of these things uh, in this whole promotional idea. So let me share this. Are we there? 
Are we all there? Yep. We can see, right. So, and this is nothing against our designers. We've got to see there's different markets for different things, but a lot of people on their own with a limited budget. I use Canva. There's a free version. I actually use the pro version now. It's about £10 a month. Um, all the graphics for the headers to my videos, uh, a lot of the graphics on LinkedIn posts, etc., are all done. That is a, uh, a graphic, that shape for the podcast. That So I the recordings now, I'm increasingly using just the audio as a podcast. And if it's any consolation, Anne-Marie, there's hardly anybody listening to them, but it's not going to stop me doing them. Um, I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk uh, was doing YouTube videos for two years before anybody saw them. Uh, so I use all of these are done with Canva and, um, and I think they're all done with uh, with free. That's not done with Canva. I'm going to tell you what that's done with. That's where I've done a graphic. I've produced the graphic on Keynote and uh, I've then pulled it into different imagery rather than just the blank. And for that, that's another one where there's a Zoom screenshot and it's placed in a, uh, an iMac. Uh, but the, the, the um, and I'm going to show you in a minute. I've got those slightly out of kilter. Um, so a guide or a cheat sheet. Uh, yeah, those latter ones are not done with Canva. I'll kind of come back to that in a moment because I've got what I use that for further down. How to write an ebook in seven steps. All right, I'll give you a link. There's a link to that in the uh, in the chat box, but don't you don't need to go to it now, because it involves the ability to take any article, any blog that you agree with or whatever, to actually take it, and within less than a minute turn it into an ebook with different covers, etc., which you can then edit. Now, by the way. Don't ever pretend that you've written it. You'll see, you know, every time I've ever done this, and this is an example, nine business challenges, every small business struggles with and how to fix them. Shared by Paul Clegg, collated by Paul Clegg. And if you were to get that ebook, you would see who it was from and they get full credit. So I'm actually spreading their word. But why I do that, and I've not used that at all. I should be using this. Uh, I should be doing what I'm proposing. I've tended to do my original stuff for, for that. But the benefit of that is that that could go out. I could test that and I could collect business email addresses by sharing that content. Okay. And that is used by something called uh, designer design and then RR. And in fact, that's a link to, link to the, the launch page. Um, and the link is a special link that where you can buy that as a one-time payment. I paid for this ages ago and it's not gone up $27, which is about 23 pounds. But if you, if you want to produce very, very quick uh, eBooks or content, the other thing I've seen people do is that where they've written a sort of a long article on their blog to, they can turn that into an eBook or a PDF that they could have a download link. If you haven't got time to read it, download it as an ebook uh, or, or as a PDF. So there's different ways in which you can use it. So there's a good bit of kit for those people who don't have a great deal of time or want to use really good content that's out there in the public domain, uh, giving them credit, but using it as a, uh, a lead generator. 
That's designer. All right. CRM system. Being organized with your follow-up, et cetera, is absolutely critical. And I know I keep banging on about it, but you can try it free for 21 days, I believe. Uh, there's their headline. The fortune is in the follow-up. Actually, and he's right, the fort fortune is in the next action. Number of people I spoke to yesterday, if I didn't have this, I'd speak to them and maybe not stay in touch because it's easy not to. You've, you've completed that. You've done that. Um, but it forces me when I tick that off, which is a great feeling, what is the next action? So I very often I'll put check again in two months. You know? So staying in touch, that's what that system does. 21-day free trial. All of these, by the way, uh, the links are affiliate links, so that you don't pay any extra, but I do get a, a, a small kickback. But I use all of these. Email responder, and I know Nick does as well, is uh, very, very important because, and I use MailerLite, and uh, we, Rod's now using it. There's a free version, and I use the free version, uh, and it's very, very good. The beauty of MailerLite is it has inbuilt landing pages. It has inbuilt web pages, which I don't use, and I don't use the landing pages but you can set up a form that you can that, that your web designer can put into your landing page and it will handle the ongoing emails. Uh, I use this for the restaurant locally. Uh, I've done for a number of years. They have about 400 people on their mailing list. I get their new menus once a month. They go out, very easy to put together and he gets between 54 and now regularly 60% open rate, which is phenomenal. If you can get those, and that's because you've got opt-ins. So the value of that is tremendous. And if, you're, if you want to offer somebody something and then have emails follow up on automatic, okay, there's a bit of setting up to do, but once it's set up, it runs automatically while you're asleep. Um, so I've put those on there. Sorry, there's, uh, the one I haven't shown you is smart mockups. Where's smart mockups? Where's smart mockups? Oh, I might have a link to that. Those are the smart mockups. And it's where you can you can put an image, you can screenshot a picture of yourself. And when I've done when I did these here, that's what I did on there. There was the ebook, that was the cover. I took a photograph, I did a screenshot of just the ebook and I trimmed it, and then I uploaded it to Smart Mockups, and I've got massive number of um, of different devices books you know so you can put it on and it looks like a book uh, i tend to use uh, ipads now because a lot of people are reading these things digitally but it adds a bit of zip it adds a bit of it, it sort of you know it's just that little bit extra than how else are you going to show it um so i hope those those could be uh, useful to everybody um 
what I'd like to do is to go around and just see, is there anything we've got from today? And then maybe discuss what we'd like to go and cover um, in the next few weeks. Uh, well, Paul, Paul, can I just ask Ollie a quick question on landing pages? Of course you just can. Just following on from what you're discussing. Of course. Ollie, is there, Paul showed an example there of creating a landing page in Made a Light. Um, and I use Made a Light. But is there a benefit in actually having that landing page on your website because you're driving traffic to your website rather than to Made a Light? Um, from an SEO point of view and, and how Google will read it? Yeah, it's definitely better if you can have it on your site. But in terms of like for, for ease of setting it up, it might be easier to set it up in Mailer Light. The, the other thing which we've spoken about before, Nick, is um, yeah, if you're measuring like we found with Google Ads and things like that, trying to measure um, the, oh, what's the word? Like how well are the campaigns are doing? If they're then going off to a, an external site outside of your website and things like that, we found it a struggle to kind of measure that. But yeah, I mean, I think Damon touched on it last week again about having landing pages and they work if you've got a sole you know a real sole purpose of it like selling a course or an ebook or trying to get someone to sign up for something i think they that's where they really have their benefits um and then if you can do something that's actually attached to your website if it's for more kind of um there's a longer goal with it it's worth doing it that way but yeah i, I definitely see the value in both with them yep. can i can i just say just to clarify nick I don't, I don't use the landing page facility for MailerLite. Okay. But I'm thinking that somebody that has never done this before and don't, you know, that, that could be, it's a useful. Uh, it's yeah. useful. And actually some people don't have a website, do they? So for them, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I do have a website and what I do is I create the form and the graphics with the software I've described. And then I take that form and when I do the uh, the landing page on my website, whether it's paulclegg.com.co.uk or marketingcrew.uk, it then links, uh, it's got an, inter an API integration, MailerLite integrates into the website, which Ollie will know. In other words, it talks to it. So yeah. when they give that detail, it goes off to MailerLite and it's MailerLite then does the emails. I don't use the landing page because I yeah. agree with Ollie. Uh, plus the fact I'm more familiar with it that way. Uh, Marcus. Thanks, Ollie. Cheers. Um, all the examples you've been give, you've given there, Paul, are all internet-based, digital. I, I, I wonder, moving forward, whether the world is getting internet fatigue post-COVID and people are actually using websites, looking at, social, looking at social media. Are people really, well, apart from the obvious ones, I, like is that, is, that still, is that still in vogue? I, I have no idea. I, and I think no. what we can be careful of is that we think, well, I've got tired of this. Maybe everybody else has. And uh, um, I think evidence would show that, that digital is still very important. And, uh, people, you know, when people stop bumping into me because they're on the phone, I'll start to believe you. Uh, I'll start to think there's some credibility to that. I do think, one, I do, I do think email is underestimated. I think email from somebody you know, it tends to be old school, but it's still the stats show it gets the message through. Yeah, it's obviously maybe for another debate. Could be, could be. But I mean, the other thing is, of course, uh, I thought what you're going to say is that we've talked digital today, but we've also talked about live events, but also promoting these events through leaflets, cards, etc. 
Um, I've got to plan out, for instance, with Wells and other events, I'm beginning to, I've basically said September. Uh, we kick this off in September. In the meantime, what I will be doing is talking to my audience, getting a few people together that want to meet up and say, look, I'm planning this. Are you in? Would you like early access um, to, because there will be a membership on that. Um, and again, I might, might, might look at doing that over in, you know, Bristol or Bath or whatever. Uh, Anne-Marie. Can I ask a really silly question about landing pages, please? Because I don't, this is something that I should understand, but I don't. So I know we've spoken, Ollie, about landing pages. And one of the things that I would like to deliver is an option for uh, my authors to have a landing page so that they have one page that they can give a link to that has all of the information about them, about the book, where to go to buy it, blah, 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 which I think sounds really lovely. But what I don't understand about landing pages is around this whole hosting thing. So say you use MailerLite, for example, can I create a landing page in MailerLite for every single one of my authors? Or does it have, I, I, that's what I, I, I get confused. So if somebody could clarify that, yeah, I'd be much appreciated. Uh, from a MailerLite point of view, I have no idea because I don't use it. I can check. Um, but I think Ollie will, uh, well, Ollie, you can say, I mean, a landing page is just a web page that you land yeah. on. Um, I, yeah, I'm not familiar with MailerLite, so I don't know like whether you could create, like you say, you could have an account for a beginner book and then you can then create 10 sub accounts for your authors for it. Um, I can't imagine they would, that might be, that would be possible, but I, because I think all the content, all the information would end up going to you rather than the authors. Um, so yeah, there is, I mean, it might be an interesting session to have on landing pages or how we could use landing pages as a business. But yeah, generally, I think for each client, they would have, you know, a small hosting package and then have their landing page on that. But Paul might know as well, there's probably um, websites that just specialise, I know Damien does it, that specialise in landing pages. That's what the software's for but he's still talking, you know, 40 quid a month or so for that kind of thing. So it, it does add up, whereas having a bit of hosting and a single page site on there is probably more cost effective. Yeah, I, I, I think essentially a landing page is a web page without any, the distraction of other menus mm. and where to go to next. The only, you take it, it's like, it's this difference between, and I, I once said it describes like walking into a departmental store and not knowing where you're going and then looking at the signage and then somebody saying, well, if you want hosiery, it's there. If you want menswear, you want uh, cosmetics. The difference with a landing page, it's like somebody takes your hand and say, now, what is it you're wanting? Right, let me take you there. You know, it's more, it's more controlled. Because I think Ollie will admit that when, if, if you've got the page and then there's other distractions and other things that you can go on, you don't know where they're gonna go. So that's why I like landing page. I don't, if I'm talking to you, I don't want distractions. I don't want the phone to go. I don't want, I just want to talk to you because I can listen to you and, and you can get my message and I can get to understand. Uh, I, I, I actually have hosted some of the uh, videos I've done on um, for Rod. I've actually hosted a single page. You could call it a landing page if you want for a particular funeral and only the people that want to view that funeral footage, etc. And on there is the downloadable, you know, the, um, what is it, 
the uh, the menu that they get. I can't. I forgot what it's called there. And if they had to buy anything, then there could be a button. What you then got to think about, and Ollie is more specialist at this, is where's the merchant account being uh, kept? Um, which I don't think is a problem, but you need a merchant account if you're going to sell off a page. Whereas you don't need a merchant account if you're selling off Amazon. In other words, you have, you have a system to collect money. Your bank account. So if I can just go around the, 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 uh, uh, the, the, the group and just see if there's one thing you've got from today's meeting. And let's start with Rod, because I know you've got a gaffe. And I'm really pleased you've been able to get here in those dark dungeons of your You've had a, a an unannounced um, premier, you know, sort of tour of my uh, premises. I hope no one was scared by my fridge. No, but, I was wondering whether you make tea for all of us when you were making the tea. But well, no, I thought I better have a cup of tea as I got up here at seven o'clock, washed all the vehicles, and then it's poured down with rain for half an hour. I know, I know. It's typical, but uh, no, I think it's it, the point is that if you don't succeed at first, try, try again. It's absolutely true, and uh, you just got to keep bouncing back. I mean. Um, success is not about giving up, it's about going for it again and again and again, never knowing when to stop. Because if you, when you start stopping, it's over. Yeah. You're, you're going to be one of the customers when you start stopping. And also, don't compare yourself with anybody else. I, I saw some Facebook, a Facebook post with somebody else that's got a drone, and his photographs were fabulous, really fabulous, and I've told him so. Um, and that sort of set me a challenge to go one step further in, uh, in, in my drone work to make sure that Chip, I think his name is, Chip, is Chip off the old block. Um, You've got a good event. Thing... Sorry? You've got a good event coming up. You can really show your stuff on a lovely um, sunny day. That's why I put the, the, uh, the golf up this morning. Uh, and uh, Anne-Marie, anything you've got from today? Oh, my word. Um... Yes, lots. Um, lots of useful software to go and have a look at, which is great. Thank you very much. Um, and just, yeah, thanks for all your thoughts and comments. Um, really appreciate it. I know there are gaps in my business, um, particularly with processes, workflows, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I know I've got a long way to go. So as ever, just being able to come here every week and, and just be supported and, you know, take on board people's thoughts and advice is, is really great. So thank you. Again, there's a ten, there's a danger, and it isn't. I'm the first to admit it that because we, we're covering different aspects, that you're suddenly trying to do it all. I think Nick hit the, hit the nail on the head. You've got to decide what your priorities are and focus on getting really good at that. And because you, you can't, you can't spin all the plates in the air. Uh, and by the way, just because, thanks, Rod. Just because, uh, you know, if you're focusing on one thing, we're talking about another. There's no reason why you still can't reach out to me or anybody else on here. Uh, or you've got a real issue and you want it covered. It, we can cover in part of it at the meeting. But also, you can just ring me or ring anybody here, Ollie, you know, if, whoever's the most relevant to be able to help you. Uh, that's what we're here for. All right. Nick. Yeah, good session. Um, thanks, Paul. And I think you're know, well done to Marcus and Anne-Marie for kind of, I think we were saying as we're going through the, the session, you know, just giving it a go. If you if you don't give it a go, you don't learn, do you? And even if you don't get it absolutely right first time, what you've learned, you then take on to the next uh, the next time you do it. So um, it's, as Rod said, it's all about moving forward, isn't it? Um, I, I guess the biggest takeout for me is that kind of that clarity. It's um, I think we were talking about Anne-Marie's um, 
original course and if I think if there's any risk of any kind of confusion in what you're saying you, you can confuse quite quickly can't you so just stepping back and make sure that your messaging is always really clear um, I, I also find it especially if you've written it yourself to stand back and give it 24 hours uh, yeah. and then you know look at it again because you get tired yeah, you, you, you go a bit yeah. brain fog. I, I was doing an edit for something I've done for Marcus and Nick Hems, and uh, I, I pushed it out yesterday. Um, and I, I, you know, I've, I've redone it again. And I'm sure that, you know, if I look at it again, you can, but then you get to a stage, well, hang on, you're not looking for perfection here. But, but you, can, you can get too close to stuff, can't you? And that's you quite can, good to and, step and, you, yeah. and you get tired. So, you know, you. Yeah. You need to need to do that, and sometimes I think it's important. Let somebody else take a look. Let somebody else, you know, if if Anne Marie was to get somebody else to, you know, how far have I got, and then get somebody else to do it. That's the advantage of another, especially that person knows what they're doing. Tracy. Yeah, same as Nick. Really, I think well done, Marcus and Anne Marie, um, for kind of showing up and doing that. I think the other part for me that I've taken away is the the planning and the kind of lead in time to get something promoted and kind of putting the thought process into that at the beginning. Yeah. And I, I think if, you know, if that's the route you want to go, there's, there's a lot of enjoyment in that and just seeing the results. And uh, that's for sure. Uh, Marcus. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the, 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 the for everybody's comments on, 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 on my promotions and joint ventures. Yeah. Really nice to be here. Really. Just want to say that. This might be amongst friends on a Tuesday morning. How Good. nice is that? Good afternoon. Good. It's really. nice to have you with us, Marcus. And, <laughs> you're, um, you're always here. <laughs> and I think, you know, I think I think we still got, there's always more to do. You're right, Nick. We always know there's more to do. But I think we've also taken a pat on the back for all of us for still hanging in there after these last couple of years together or whatever. And we're all in very competitive fields, aren't we? All of us, I think, are in markets are very competitive and very tight. And we're still here and we're still doing that and we're still rocking on. So well done to everybody. Good. Martin. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed listening to Anne-Marie and Marcus sort of finding out what they're doing. Uh, the other thing that I, uh, I, got from it was uh, what Nick was saying about focus so even though at the moment something like this I don't feel is for me it doesn't mean I, I know that I need to focus on what I'm doing and it's starting to work but I also I'm, I can put this in the locker and think oh I wouldn't mind maybe doing that at some time in the future also when you feel maybe more confident you know it's um but it's something that you can store and it's good to hear about it but again, I mean, you've, you've started to look at joint ventures and a joint venture in itself could be turned into a promotion. It doesn't have to be, a, a, a again, you know, that is a, an activity. It's a marketing activity that needs to be promoted that lead to sales. I think that's the way to yeah. look at it. So uh, you think, all right, I'm doing a, a joint venture with somebody. Who knows about it? How are we going to get the word out? So you've got some sort of structure or template uh to to work on um ollie finally you um yeah i really enjoyed that i think uh marcus and amory that kind of feel the fear and do it anyway i think are really good examples of doing that i, I get caught up in all that kind of crap about self-worth and if i put something out there you know a picture of you know one of the great pictures nick's done of me and the kind of 
worry how many likes you're going to get what comments you're going to get and it's just yeah getting over myself and doing that um yeah actually um for me i, I think yeah time is a big thing but i realized i did so much work for the two presentations andrew and i did for marketing crew that i've got there for a guide or a you know ebook or something like that that i've already got all that content so um yeah it's putting that together and utilizing that so I, yeah it made, really made me think today actually i've got all of that great content there that can be repurposed and used for something like that so um yeah i need to take some time to do that that'd be good that'd be good and again uh we've got the chance of uh of helping glastonbury fm uh but actually in fact it could be crew comes to street mm. featuring ollie <laughs> Guys, thank you very much indeed. Uh, it is, um, I'll uh, see you all next week. Uh, let me know by email if there's anything you want to address. Otherwise, leave it to me to come up with something equally interesting. See you all soon. Oh, and have a great Jubilee weekend. Bye, everyone. And if you're short of things to do, come along to Wells. It's a great day out. <laughs> see you. Have a good one, everyone. Cheers.